Excellent. Thank you, BBS Radio, for bringing this gathering live over the Internet. Happy Sunday to you all. Today it is May the 8th, 2021. Thank you for being here. Push it there. You have to push it there. Welcome, Win. All right. So a two-hour show with Winfrey and Terry Brown, located in Sedona, Arizona. My name is Gijs Minderhout, located in Northern California. And what we do is we communicate with intelligences from higher dimensions. They call themselves the Elohim Group and also the Ra Group. As a combination, they speak through Ra'an, and it is our dear friend, Terry Brown, who's able to translate the messages and speak to us their voice. Thank you all for being here. And as usual, this is a simulcast for the conference call. Somebody else joined in. Happy Sunday. Please say your name and location. Hi, this is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Good morning to you, Jeannie. Welcome. Thank you. And what we do in the final part of this gathering, we go over the healing list. Good morning. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi, it's Don in Northern Ohio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to you, hi, Don. Hi, Don. Hi. Welcome to the next call. Appreciate your name and location. Yeah, positive greetings. Hi from Sedona. It's Raiden. Welcome, Raiden. Thank you. And more people have joined in. Welcome. Please say your names and location. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Oh, Jackie. Happy Mother's Day, Jackie. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, I thought we were canceling the uh, happy uh, birthing person day. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. It's Wynn and Sedona. Welcome, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Hi. Good morning, everybody. And hello to everybody on VBS. And, you know, Terry is on VOIP right now. And um, she didn't charge charge her phone last night. Terry, can you unmute yourself? I want to see if she knows how to do that. Uh, Am I unmuted? You're unmuted. We hear you. Yes. You sound a little in the background, though. Move the computer closer to your mouth. I I don't know. (laughs) The whole computer, I mean, my mouth is little and it's all big. (laughs) Well, up your chest. 
I mean, we hear you. You're not too bad, okay? Okay, because it's tried out my chin. Okay, well, this is, that's good right now, okay? Okay. You're surprisingly clear. Are you comfortable? Okay. Are you comfortable, though, Terry? Not really. Uh, I should uh, move a little bit here and get comfortable. Yes. Yes, try try to get comfortable. Someone else joined in. To more people, welcome. Feel free to say your names and locations. Good morning, everyone. It's M&M in Nebraska. Welcome, Mike and Mary. Participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. This is for Kathleen. All right, Ben. Hold on. May 8th. Here we go. The recording has started. Good morning, everybody. This is May 8th, 2022. And we can, the name of this call is Sunday Morning with the Elohim. And um, we've been doing this for a long time. Many, many years. And every Sunday, 
we have a conversation with what identifies itself as a group soul in the highest dimension of the universe that is using our group to bring through understanding and explanations of how the universe works and how we work and how we evolve in ways that have never been presented in, as far as I know, in the recorded history of mankind. So listen carefully. Every Sunday is a different topic. And um, I get so many people, so many emails from people who are having epiphanies, enlightenment experiences, uh, saying, wow, that makes sense. And, and every aspect is covered from reincarnation and how that works to what Jesus' mission really was and how the Christ consciousness works. And um, we have 2,000 calls on our archive website covering all these different topics. And we still don't have them very well cataloged or organized. You really can't go wrong if you listen to a Sunday call. In fact, you probably can't go wrong if you listen to any call. But Sunday is probably uh, our most well-attended call, so people relate to it. And, um, And one of the fascinating things that happens as a result of communicating with these guys is they are in a very high dimension of the universe. You know, there are probably 13 dimensions in the universe. And um, we are in the third dimension. There are beings in each dimension, and each dimension has got a different time moves with a different speed. And the, the higher you get, the faster time moves. And when they are talking to us, simultaneous to the information that reaches our brain, there is another kind of communication where their timeline melds with our timeline. So they experience everything going more slowly, but we experience everything going faster. And I noticed that when we first started doing these calls. And I said, my God, this is a two-hour call. And I know some of you think, oh, oh my goodness, we're going to spend two hours again on the phone. But what happens is, as we get into it, the time starts moving faster. And before you know it, 
the two hours is up and you say, I'm ready for more. You know, I used to do uh, live workshops and um, I would be talking for eight hours and when the eight hours was up, nobody wanted to get off. There's also a loving energy that comes in and many of people on our call have increased their ability to express loving energy. And loving energy is not gooey emotional energy. It's, it's a radiance where your heart is open. I'm sure some of you have, know what I'm talking about. The people that come to our calls regularly absolutely know what I'm talking about. And I'm not doing it. I'm like a focal point to make it happen. But I'm not doing it. It's happening because the Elohim have a loving energy, extremely loving energy. And... Um, And when we connect with them, their energy rubs off on us, and we start to feel loved, even though we have not—we're not necessarily got a physical, a physical thing to focus the love on. And it's kind of a neat experience. And some of you are feeling it right now. As soon as we start, they're here, but the longer we go, usually stronger it gets. And I'm I'm doing this not out of some kind of religious fervor, but because they started talking to me in two thousand and two through my partner Terry Brown. And they just told me to ask questions. And they identified themselves as the Council of Elohim. And when I Googled the word Elohim, I found it was one of the names for God in the Old Testament, the name the Mormons used for God. And I wondered, that, that can't be who I'm talking about. That's what something went through my mind. But I asked them, are you the same Elohim? And they said they were part of the same. Now, I didn't necessarily believe them. And, you know, when you hear the word God, we all have a bunch of belief systems that will interpret that word in different ways. And I asked them, do you really like to be worshipped? And they said, no. They said, we're like your higher dimensional big brothers. And um, we can help you in ways that are very important. And you can help us because your realm is screwed up. And um, by, by connecting with us, it's the beginning of starting an upgrade of consciousness on Earth. 
potentially, potentially, it would be like bringing heaven to earth. And it's probably unlikely because we're just a small group and we make a difference. But um, <clears throat> there's huge negative groups that want to control things down here and want to keep people under their thumb. And this has been going on for a long time. <clears throat> so we can bring heaven into our little group. And to some extent, we have. Because particularly on our whole planet healing call, which we do every day at 7 o'clock, we have a bunch of people that never met each other, that experience each other like a family. And um, and everyone is welcome to that. It just resonates with you. And you click and you say, this is real. Then you have a chance to participate in the spiritual family every day. And you also get educated because we read little excerpts of their sessions with us. And it's, it's a whole little thing for healing the planet. And uh, the access number is listed on our website, thespiritchannel.net. Thespiritchannel.net. And it's also broadcast on Monday and Wednesday on BBS Radio. So if you're listening on BBS Radio and you go on there at 7 p.m. Monday or Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time, you will be on uh, Whole Planet Healing. And they tell us that no one has ever done what we're doing, making this kind of vibration and information available over a telephone line and an Internet to anyone who wants to listen. And it's an opportunity for you to speed up, in my opinion, it's an opportunity for you to speed up your evolution. I think one of the things that happens is the people that are regulars on our call have become wiser. I think they're not afraid of dying anymore. We have had many calls about what happens when you die and why it works the way it works and how it works the way it works. And um, it's like, as you listen to all of this, it all fits together in a great cosmic puzzle that 
for me, and I'm somebody that has studied metaphysical topics my entire life, for me, it's the best overall explanation for the workings of the universe and the challenges of being a human in this dimension that I have ever been exposed to. And that is why we do 10 calls a week. And of course, my partner is the person who channels these sources, Terry Brown. And, you know, I've said the people that are regulars have heard this a lot of times, but I always say this for people who are new who are listening. You know, all our calls have been question and answer sessions where I pose questions and they answer them. And they speak through Terry in what is commonly called channeling. And um, I asked one time, was Terry ever anybody famous? And they told me, look up St. Catherine of Siena, who I never heard of. So I did. Googled St. Catherine. I found the story of this young woman who would go into the local church and they would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And when she died, a compilation of all these messages was put together called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God. And still on Amazon, still selling well, And it became a classic of Catholic literature. Now, we're not Catholic. We're not religious. But when they talk, when they get a chance to have a platform, I mean, the higher sources, they have to work within the context of the platform. And the platform here was the Catholic Church. So, um, you know, the, the channelings would have a certain amount of religious overtones or they wouldn't have been acceptable. And we are honored that Terry has chosen to do this. Now, Terry and I have been friends for years. And she has always been the most loving and caring person. And I had no idea. She was interested in channeling. She used to go hear someone else channel in Culver City, in Los Angeles area, once a week. And I was never interested. She always wanted me to come and hear it, and I never would do it. And uh, here I am. <laughs> Terry's channeling, and I am now a proponent of channeling, at least our channeling. You do have to be careful with channeling, because, because something comes from a higher dimension doesn't mean it's positive. 
and um, you have to get to six density before there's no negative or six dimension. This we're on third. The higher you go, the less negative there is. But there's definitely negative sources and channeling. And what does it mean to be a negative source channeling? It means the source has an agenda of some sort. They're not necessarily committed to your evolution, but they will make it sound that way to um, endear you to it. And you have to be really sharp. Look for certain signs. Um, doesn't mean you have to run away from everything. I mean, I had to ask that question for a few years when we were channeling, and I was not talking about it to anybody. And I said, do I trust this? Do I trust this? And there were so many things that happened, both in things they said and phenomena, that I had to trust it. And one of the things was about the uh, St. Catherine connection. Terry happened to be the pretty much the spitting image of St. Catherine. And I have learned that when you die, your soul carries the imprint of your DNA at the moment of death. And when it comes into the new body, it programs the new body with the imprint of the old DNA because then the soul will fit better in that body. And um, we've had a number of incidents of this that would kind of blow your mind, blew my mind, to see how, how consistent that was. And the first incident was when I was studying David Wilcock and writing the reincarnation of Edgar Cayce. David happened to be the spitting image of Edgar Cayce. And David's father looked like Edgar Cayce's father. We meet the same people from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. David's girlfriend looked like Edgar Cayce's wife. And I think that's the astounding resemblances are what made me write the book, The Reincarnation of Edgar Cayce, where half of the book was Wilcox's channelings in that period of time, which were very wise very deep and profound. And there's no way that Wilcock could have made them up. He was not conscious enough. I don't know who could have been conscious enough to make them up because they were so deep. And um, still on Amazon, The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey, and I recommend it. And before we go into a channeling mode, I just wanted to invite Terry to give a little hello 
from her from her human side. And um, on that note, here is Terry. Hi, everybody. Um, I have a new platform here, VOIB. Uh, it might work out okay. Um, I uh, never imagined myself being a channeler. I studied channeling, and the first time I ever channeled, I was totally blown away by the loving energy of it, and I was unable to speak, and I could only cry. And I understand that Carla Rucker, when she first channeled, had a similar kind of experience. But I never imagined me channeling. And, um, I studied with Cheryl Taylor. She is an excellent channel. I really love her. I don't know if she's still channeling. I've lost track of her now. Um, but she used to be able to do some amazing things. Like one guy dropped his cane in the flower garden. And we were all looking among the flowers, flower by flower. And she came out and said, it's the wrong way to do it. And she put her hand to her head. And then she pointed to a certain spot in the flower garden. And said, there it is. And we looked and there it was. So um, um, there's a whole different, higher way of viewing things. <laughs> um, so... It's a little introduction from me back to him. We could use somebody like that, Terry. You know that? I so know. We, we, so we can't find our phone. Where's Rin's phone? <laughs> right. Where's that piece of paper that I put down? I know. A minute ago. <laughs> Are we still on VOIP? I hear you, Terry, but I don't hear Rin. That's oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was Where did you muted. Go? I was muted. Okay. So okay. we're going to start a conversation. And... You know, I start off with a topic, and it might change, because depending on what they say, then I say something, and then they say something, and we'll go to a right angle, okay? And I, I usually let that happen, because sometimes the right angles are more um, compelling than the straight direction. You know, I think that's true about life, too. We start off when we have an um, idea of what we want to do, and we start doing it. And then something else comes in our path while we're doing it. And you have to decide, should I make a right turn here, or should I keep going forward? And, you know, there's no right answer to that question. 
but I like the adventure of taking the right turns. And we're all in on this together. So when you listen, you'll be taking my right turns. And, uh, I mean, the answers to questions are interesting. But learning how to navigate our own life is absolutely the most important thing we can learn. Because when you're in a body, you have this opportunity to grow, to evolve. And you have a bigger opportunity while you're in your body than when you're between lives. And are you taking every opportunity? Do you recognize opportunities when they come to you? What does it mean to grow? What does it mean to evolve? What does it mean to die? And how the way you've grown in your life affects your state of being when you no longer have a body. And if I follow through on my intent, somehow or another I'll be covering those things on this call. But I'm not promising that I'm going to take a right turn and I don't know where I'll end up and you'll end up in the same place. We'll see what happens. Is that okay with you, Terry? Terry? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, are you, are, you, are you learning how to navigate on VOIP? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you actually, your, your voice quality is pretty good. So, okay. That's good. And you won't drop out at the end of the call, I don't think, you know? Well, that's good news. Yeah. On our Sunday call, when we get the end, like this always happens, that um, Terry drops out and has to call back in. You know, at the end of this call, we do a healing list. And on that healing list, people submit different things that they like to shift. And our sources are paying attention to that list and they make comments personal to the person who submitted something. And sometimes they say something really valuable. And many people have emailed me and told me the various successes they had by putting themselves on that list. So if you want to be on that list, Here's what you do. You go to inthelight.intelligent-infinity.com. Inthelight.intelligent-infinity.com. And that will go to a form 
that you fill out. And just fill it out and press send button and then we get it and we'll be looking at it at the um, end of this call. So we're going to get started. Okay. First thing we do is an invocation. I call it an invocation to the light. An invocation to bring in our sources and to put a protective energy around what we do so nothing negative interferes. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us and recreate a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes. Now it is time for us to get to work. We are right on. We are an aspect of the Elohim and an aspect of the Ragus. And we collect ourselves depending upon who and what talents are needed to be able to intermesh with you and uh, look up uh, answers to your questions. Um, we span ourselves over the world to connect up and be available to each and every person who wishes to be connected with. We are a free will agency, so if you don't wish to connect, that's fine. We take a moment and view the magnificent span of your planet. 
If we ever see anything that doesn't make total sense to you, disregard it. It is not meant for you at that time. We are only here to assist on your evolutionary path where we can. And what makes sense to you? Do you have questions? Well, we'll start a ball rolling. And we have billions of people on this planet. And as I understand it, every single human is on their own individual path of evolution. That is correct. And every human, at the same time, whether they know it or not, is part of what you call the one infinite creator. That is correct. And somehow, the universe started out with the one infinite creator, and then the Elohim, and then it turned in, it was kind of in a state of devolution rather than evolution, because it was getting more and more separated from the highest realms to the point where in our realm, people do not have a direct experience of the, the one infinite creator or that they're part of each other and there's only one energy in the universe and they're all thinking they're separate and and I shouldn't I shouldn't use all because many people have gotten to the point where they've gone beyond that but a good majority of people think they're separate and it's a dog eat dog world and then we have controllers that want to um keep everyone under their thumb or worse and uh, as since you were there at the very beginning of this whole process and were responsible for the first individuations of consciousness, can I say that? Is that accurate? The first uh, derivation from uh, the one infinite creator was a primary being not the Elohim, and the primary beings gave um, birth to the Elohim. Mm-hmm. And how many primary beings were there? Perhaps 94. 94. And have they stayed at that number, or has it changed? There have been subgroups. We say it mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And do the Elohim look at the primary beings as their, um, how, how would I say this? Do they look for direction to the primary beings for what they do? Well, 
Well, first of all, there's a lot of Elohim, and so they're all different. Um, some people look to the primary beings, for instance, Mother Earth is primary being, and we look to her. Mm-hmm. We talk, we talk to Mother Earth uh, every night on Whole Planet Healing. But we've never talked to Mother Earth on one of our Sunday calls. Is that something that's possible? We're taking a look. Mother Earth is not ready at this time to speak. But we can feel Mother Earth. I believe I feel Mother Earth as an energy that comes through my floor. And when we talk about her, I can feel her energy. I know Native Americans have a great affinity for Mother Earth and maybe other indigenous cultures, and maybe, other I'm sure, other humans. So, um, sometime, sometime we'll ask Mother Earth how we can best serve her. I shouldn't use serve. Not the right word, because then it sounds like we're following orders. Uh, how we can best assist her and gain assistance for ourselves. Does Mother Earth conscious? Yeah. Um, does Mother Earth consciously have a lot to do with earthquakes and volcanoes? She has a lot to do with um, the... Um, what do you call it? The uh, pathways of uh, air currents. She has a lot to do with the pathways the air air currents follow. Mm-hmm. The, um, the there's one main uh, air current, and. Uh, it gets off track, which affects the weather in various places. Mm-hmm. And does the Earth have a lot to do with rain? It just seems backwards. Oh. Rain has a lot to do with the earth. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, we know there are beings on the planet that are doing weather control and learning how to do it more. And they have an agenda with weather control. Does that impact Earth in a negative way? 
Yes, for instance, you may have a small fleet of airplanes that are seeding um, Southern California attempting to make rain. And what they do is they um, effectively um, make some rain, but on the other hand, they make a tornado. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are effects of the control of the weather. There, there are so many more uh, effects of control of the weather that are used in a negative fashion. Um, for instance, the uh, radar stations setting up their uh, radar patterns which then interface with each other, which then get tornadoes going. And then it is and not known why the tornadoes came. And the Earth does not have the ability or the desire to override these things, does she? The earth becomes the effect of it. So it, it, it's part of the free will aspect where if somebody wants to do it, they can do it. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Okay. And how about fires? The Earth probably has some ability to control the wind when there's a, a raging fire that can either cause it to spread or not cause it to spread. Well, the, the fires create their own weather. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, every human has the potential to have a connection with Earth. Every human does have a connection with Earth. Okay, they have a connection because we're in the Earth's field, whether they know it or not. Right. 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 So, being that we're in the Earth's field, how do we impact the Earth? And how does the Earth impact us? Different ways, depending upon uh, whether you're out in your, dark, in, in your garden digging holes or whether you're sending rockets off or um, each has its own um, connection, each person. And what are the activities of humans that impact Earth? I mean, I know... Practically everything that the human does, or even the thought processes, 
will affect the field, will affect mm-hmm. the hologramic field. So when we create a connection with Earth on whole planet healing, and we send her healing energy, what's the impact of that? The Earth can use it in whatever way it needs it. For instance, let's say that there was a fire that had burned a lot of brush around LA, and that there is a prayer for healing for that strip of land. Or there are new shoots of plants. They get a little boost. They get a a little bit of a feeling that they are wanting to replenish the pro-life result is expanded and helped. Mm -hmm. And what happens when there's a nuclear blast? on the surface of Earth. This brings untold grief. The little individual lives their individuality their um uniqueness, your soul, little souls that are moving uh, to create a life are uh, blasted apart and and they are lost in a wonderland of uh, the unknown. Now, we have an overlay on our planet, um, which is the next density higher than our density. We're in third density, and the overlay, and I don't know if I'm saying it in the right way, but the overlay is called fourth density, or sometimes it's called the the astral plane. And when people die, everyone, and you can clarify this, everyone goes into fourth density when they die. Is that true? Well, no, that's not true. Some people stay as ghosts in the third density. Yes. Now, the astral, um, we do not equate to the fourth density. Okay. What's the difference between the astral and the fourth density? Well, the fourth density 
is a band of existence where love is primary. The astral is where the individual moves in from his physical body into um, the uh, surrounding environment, ethereal environment, and is able to learn to operate to move within that. So they're staying in the third density. Astral is still part of the third density. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. And it's where a human can leave their body and stay in the third density. Right, including Um, even astral travel from one location mm -hmm. to another. Mm-hmm. But they're not in fourth density, okay? If a human no. goes into fourth de- fourth density when they die, does that mean they've graduated from third density? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what determines for a human to move into fourth density when they die? They have made connections um, with the environment and their surroundings and others of a fourth density uh, nature uh, where one uh, experiences uh, love. Uh, we're talking about fourth density positive. Fourth density negative is a different uh, kettle of fish, but that would be like a fourth density negative planet. Or, or negative, Just... negative beings who love themselves would go. Now, do the fourth density positive and the fourth density negative interface? In other words, on Earth, there's an interface between negative and positive. We are impacted by the negative on Earth, even if we're positive. Is that true in the fourth density higher as well? In a fourth density positive? Well, I'm using fourth uh-huh. density in general. It's like, do the positive and negative um, impact each other? Or do they operate separately? In other, or to say it in another way, is the fourth density negative attempting to control the fourth density positive? 
We were talking about where you have a fourth density negative planet and the people that go there have their own particular lessons to learn about how to love themselves more and um, not love the other guy. But I'm talking about fourth density as it's connected to Earth. A human on Earth can access fourth density even while they're in their human body, yes? Yes. And um, they may not call it fourth density, but um, could you explain how that would feel when a human accesses fourth density? There would be more love connection, uh, more harmony. Um, things would be easier when they were operating in fourth density. Mm-hmm. I would assume that Terry accesses fourth density. Yes. And that she can connect with deceased beings in fourth density as well as connecting with deceased beings who are in the astral. Yes. Okay. Terry can see them and speak with them and hear them as if they are still alive, which they are still alive. Mm Mm-hmm. So if a human is aiming to access fourth density positive while they're while they're in a body how would they aim? What would they do? It would be automatic. Um they would be connecting in a love relationship or friendships, deep friendships connecting in a very positive manner with others and this will mm-hmm. build up. You do not have to worry about it and say, well, how much do I have to go to the fourth density from now? It is automatically placing you where you really are. Mm-hmm. So if you try to think about going to fourth density, like I want to graduate into fourth density, that's not going to work. But if you arrange your life so you're giving genuine love to people and have a community of people around you that have real love, then you would naturally flow into fourth density. Yes. And the beings that are in fourth density, would they be aware of your presence there? The, the beings that don't, that don't have bodies anymore. Maybe they could. Mm-hmm. Each individual is different. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, fourth density is a huge expanse. And there, there are lower levels of fourth density and higher levels of fourth density. Is that Correct. true? Could you explain? Correct. Could you explain a little bit about the difference between lower and higher? What happens in the higher levels compared to what happens in the lower levels? In the higher levels, the people who are more, uh, uh, they're less dispirited. As you move up the densities, even within the densities, the distortions are less and less as you move higher because the understandings are greater. Mm-hmm. Now, a human is not limited to starting in the lower levels of work density and then going to the higher levels, depending on their own circumstances, a human could be actually accessing a higher level of force density. Yes? Yes. And even fifth density, or, or even yes, sixth yes, density. Yes, sixth density. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's not a limit. Sixth density often. Mm-hmm. And... We know that Christ consciousness energy is in the sixth density. And somebody can access that and skip fourth and fifth density. Is that true? That is true, yes. In which case, a person would have a great loving energy but not necessarily the wisdom or the power that is inherent in the lower densities. Well, now we're getting into nitpicking. Usually, the individuals, uh, when by the time they reach sixth density, they have the wisdom and they they have the love uh, is built on each other to get down to sixth density. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I say that because in my own observations, there are certain traditional Christian groups where many of the people exhibit unconditional love but don't necessarily have the wisdom. And it made me think that that was true. Could you comment on that? It's my observation there may be groups uh that due to their uh past um emphasis on certain areas uh lack of wisdom say 
to Buddha access the sixth yeah. density? Yes. Um, did Krishna access the sixth density? It is more the fifth. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jesus accessed the sixth, I would guess, accessed the sixth density. He accessed the fourth. He went back to the fourth because he felt it was important to bring people up along. Mm-hmm. So he made that decision to go back to the force. Right. Mm hmm. But it's my understanding that the raw group is, now when I say they're in sixth density, it doesn't mean the entire group is in sixth density that it fans out into other densities. Yes. And maybe even higher densities. And when we say the Elohim is in 10th density, it probably also fans out into other densities. Yes? We... Uh You don't wish to take that apart at this time? Mm hmm. Okay. So, a human, when, when a human hears about this hierarchy of densities and they're ambitious, very often they would say that I want to be in the highest density. And they're going to say, how do I do that? Give me the technique. Uh, what's the way to get into the sixth density? Not just the fourth density or fifth, but the sixth. I don't think it works to say that and to have that kind of ambition. But... Um, could you... Because... Could you yeah, you're right, because... You know, if you um, back it up, back up where you are, you, you are where you are, and if you try to jump ahead, um, you're missing areas. And if you try to be someplace you're not, um, it's um, not going to work. So you are where you are. It, you you are where you are. Now, many people look for spiritual teachers or spiritual techniques that will help them jumpstart their evolution into higher realms. And I personally... I think that's possible. In other words, if you have a teacher 
who is operating in the fourth density and you're around that person, it, the fourth density might rub off on you. And if they're in the yeah, fifth density, that might. And fifth density, that might yeah. rub off on you. And, up, and the you fact know, that you're hanging around those people indicates that you have those propensities towards connecting them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, in our group, because we're talking to the Elohim and Ra group, there is probably quite a potential for a person to um, learn things about experiences in the higher densities by participating in our group. Am I accurate there? You definitely learn things about the higher densities by participating, yes. Yes. But they can still get stuck because then they start to think they're superior to other people because they're in this group or... um, One of the things I notice, and it's an observation, and you can confirm this, uh, if somebody thinks they've arrived somewhere, they probably haven't. And sometimes people will have a higher dimensional experience in, in a group like ours and a higher comprehension and they still have experiences they could have in this realm that they're avoiding having because they think they're above it. Is that accurate? Well, you know, someone could build themselves a tower and think that they were much better than everybody else and looking down on everybody else. And God is sending to them, uh, but eventually their tower will fall and they will realize they are where they are. Mm-hmm. What are the kinds of experiences that people might be avoiding <laughs> that could greatly accelerate their evolution? Like to give you an example. Yeah. Would you uh, suppose somebody's on a spiritual path and they decide to be a monk, where um, they are being, you know, they take a vow of poverty or a vow of but, celibacy. Well, they, as a monk one can learn invaluable lessons of the yes. ability to be silent, of the ability to have patience, the ability mm-hmm. to control your chakra system in your body. Mm-hmm. As I understand it, Terry spent a lifetime mm-hmm. as a monk in Tibet That's before... Correct. 
she incarnated as St. Catherine. When, when she incarnated and became St. Catherine, did she know she was going to do that on the other side before she took the body? Yes. She did it knowingly. Mm-hmm. Of course, she didn't remember when she was in the body, but she did it anyway. Or maybe she did remember. There was a certain memory. There was? Yeah. Okay. And I would guess the same was true with Jesus, that he knew he was going to be do something before he took the body. Yes? We had an intention to do something, yes. Yes. And somewhere I read that Jesus had done this before in other times or in other planets. There were other Jesuses, other other individuals that were sent out to various planets to um, teach people about to trace consciousness. Is this this going back to the Ra Group's experience on Venus, which we talked about, where they talked about the Christos? Yes. And they were sending people out to um, help lift the vibrations of to bring the Christ energy into different areas and different planets, Correct. yes? Correct. And were they successful? Very much successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any planets in our solar system that they did that with? They did it with Earth. Um, with Earth. Prior to Jesus. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did did they go to planets outside of our solar system? Yes. So they had um, very advanced vehicles to travel through space. Mm Mm-hmm. And did they do it in, say, some of the systems we're familiar with where there are advanced beings like Pleiades, Pleiadians, Arcturus? We don't wish to get into that as those those planets had their own um, systems. They developed their own abilities to tap into higher consciousness, yes? Yes. Without the without the Ra group, right? Yes. Or they had comparable group souls working with them. Well, we don't do comparable. You don't want to say. Okay. Okay. So, when a human wakes up every day, 
and they're feeling, and many people feel this, they say, okay, I know all these realms exist. I'm totally stuck. My body has pain. I don't like my husband. I don't like my wife. They don't understand. Uh, I don't like my job. How do I access? I, I, I listen to wind's calls and I say, okay, there's these higher dimensions. What can they do to access them when they're feeling encumbered? Find what's real to them. Ask about ask a question on a Wednesday about something that's real to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, ask a question on Wednesday about how to get above that circumstance they're in. Some question they might have, yeah. Yes, because to ask it in another way, the question, it is possible to get above all those circumstances. It is definitely possible. The difficulty that you are facing is your next lesson. Yes. You don't necessarily have to abandon your present life. If even, I mean, if you're sick, you can't abandon it, okay? If you're sick, but your you're, present you're, life is presenting you with your next lesson. Yeah. If so, you're sick, then it is to do with that. So the question is to, to ask yourself, how do I catapult myself in my consciousness from all the impressions that I feel? How do I do that? What do well, I do? Take one at a time. Take one thing at a time and work it through. Yes. Get above it. Yes. See it from yes. above. What are the possibilities? And one of the things that one of the things that I know is true is that when you make the decision to do something like that, you have you may have patterns that you have to process to get on the other side of them. In other words, maybe certain kinds of negative emotions. Um, anger, past life track, and they come up and when they come up, there's, there's one thing is, is you can look for something to distract you from them, which stops the process. Is that an accurate observation? Yeah, you can get a bunch of distractions. Like, for instance, Mm -hmm. you might decide that the answer is to drink yourself to death because it feels Mm -hmm. a little better. Yeah. That would be a big distraction, and so then they would come back next life and have the same problem. Mm-hmm. Another thing might be to get a bunch of um, relationships, keep going through relationships as a way to avoid these right. things coming up. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You just get a new girlfriend and then get another new girlfriend. So learning how to endure these patterns coming up and going through them and not to think that there's something wrong and you're not, I'm not supposed to feel anger. Anger is not spiritual or I'm not supposed to feel this or I'm not supposed to feel that. Yeah, That's anger people. can be very valuable as a pointer to tell you more about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's very justified. Maybe you live yes. at the corner of um, the explosive depot and the, uh, and the fire department, and it's always bothering you. Uh, and mm-hmm. a plane goes over every day at five, five inches above mm-hmm. your head. You know what I mean? Maybe there's physical things that you need to deal with. You know, we have a a period of time now where we have been having various viruses travel around, which on one level, it appears like it's beyond our control if we get a virus. Is it really beyond our control, or do we have to go through that experience? <coughs> An individual belief system leads them forward into their solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, Terry is coughing quite a bit, and... Maybe we should go to our healing list. Now, I yeah, wanted to point out, as, you know, as you, as you all listen to me do that, do you remember I said how time speeds up? Did you notice there's, there's an aspect to these calls where you get engaged with the repartee between me and the Elohim, and it's really between you and the Elohim as well. And as you get engaged, time is going. You look at the time, and it went by really fast. And um, and you can't even remember the call afterwards, <laughs> because the call was not in this dimension. You have to go back and listen to it carefully because as you were listening to it you may have found different times where we said something where you responded and yeah that's me I understand that I've gone through that da, 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 da. and after the call your mind is blank <laughs> and this is my experience it's even Terry's experience and we're right here in the middle of doing it so if there were valuable triggers in the call, it's good to listen to it again, to the replay, 
or to um, a posting. We post all our calls on the Spirit Channel. We have probably 2,000 calls posted, and a lot of people are listening. You know, we have 175,000 hits on, on, on the Spirit Channel. That's over a long period of time, of course, but people are listening, and listening to the calls on the Spirit Channel um, can have an impact just as much as listening to a live call, I believe. And when somebody is listening, I'll ask this one last question. When somebody is listening to a call on the Spirit Channel, is there less of an impact than listening to a live call? No, the impact is the same. Yes. So this is a huge resource. uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I missed what you just said. We come forward. We come forward then in the transcriptions or TV press. Mm-hmm. And you can make connection with people in the transcriptions just as much as you can on a live call. Assuming the transcription is accurate. Yes. Okay. Now let me check with Sija. And Sija helps with our healing list. And... CJ, are you there? I am here. And do you know how many people are on the list today? Uh, I think 12. Okay. So everyone that's on the list is going to get a comment from our sources. And sometimes they will energetically work with you and help you get through something. And um, we have a number of cases where that has occurred. Sometimes there can be a miracle. And they can't do that every time, but they will at least give you some comment to, to adjust your direction in working with whatever you're working with to heal and speed up a process if you follow their suggestion. So on that note, I'm going to turn it over to Sija. And um, if we run over on this list, you know, we're on a conference call, and everyone is welcome to come to the conference calls as well as listen on BBS. And, you know, one, one advantage of coming to the conference call is probably 10 minutes before the call starts, people are checking in and they say, hi, my name is Wynn and I'm in Sedona. And, and they just go through the list. And 
the people that are on early get to know each other, and it creates an affinity and um, a community, a sense of belonging, which for some people can help their evolutionary path. Because many people who are advanced spiritually have a very hard time feeling a sense of belonging in this realm, and even with their own families. So this has been an organic, spontaneous creation of a community and a family without any uh, requirements. You know, it has sometimes the impact similar to one of the positive aspects of the churches that create communities. And if you're affiliated with the church and you're having that, that's a good thing. Um, oftentimes, the doctrines of the church have certain distortions in them. And uh, if you're getting the community... You don't have to worry about the doctrines, okay? But a, a greater number of people on this planet are from, have come in from higher dimensions, and they feel alienated and separated. They can't figure out what they're supposed to do. And they can't get a reflection of their soul energy in the world they're in. And creating reflections of people in your life that you have a soul reflection with can be invaluable to being in a body. In any case, I'm turning it over to CJ and... Uh, I thank our sources for going through that. I hope it helps you who are listening. And go see Jim. Thank you. I'd like to call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, a subject of the healing list, listening to this call, listening to the replay or reading a transcript. Bonnie Penners from Corona, California. Love light to family and friends on the other side. I ask for assistance and protection for myself regarding the legal hearing on Tuesday, May the 12th concerning a disgruntled worker and a fraudulent claim for wages not earned at the depot. I ask for the truth to be with me and a positive outcome despite my lack of legal counsel and or representation. I am so grateful for your blessing and our beautiful connection. Thank you. Thank you. We put the points of truth that are available and we shine light on them and magnify the points of truth to help back you up. Thank you. 
Thank you. Edna from Snohomish. I would like to thank our sources for all the support. Today, I would like to put myself into the light for healing of stomach issues. Thank you and much love. Thank you. Thank you. We work with it. We take a moment. Thank you. Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Please put decentralized cryptocurrencies into the love light for massive worldwide adoption, for privacy, and for them to be used as a monetary system that is free from capital gains tax and free from surveillance. Please help decentralized cryptocurrencies to become more accessible and easy for people to use and understand. Thank you. Thank you. There are people that are working on this to make it more understandable and available. And we isolate out the ones that are for their own purposes, for agendas, and ones that are for the people and give emphasis energy to those that are for the people. Thank you. Thank you. Joy T from Ishikwa. What do I have to do to stop clones access to me? Thank you. When you go to sleep at night, see if you can shield or protect your uh, sleeping area from uh, access by the unwanted. Question. Would using aluminum polyethylene camping blankets um, help shield her from these influences? Uh, yes, you, you can try that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And while I have the stage, let me just, um, I'd like to put Terry in the light her healing for her, her cough and her her breathing and uh, insulation from any negative consciousness that's impacting her. Thank you. Shirley Odenweller from Columbus. I would like to put Sophie, my beloved cat, into the light 
as he transitions, I think it's Soapy. Uh, let me spell the name S O A P I E. My beloved cat into the light as he transitions to the heavenly realm. Please put Tiddles and myself into the light as we miss him very much and for continuing healing for our health. Thank you, love and light to all. Thank you. Thank you. We recommend talking to Soti and giving, sending him love if he is still transitioning and trying to figure out what his real location is or should be. So if you talk with him and give him a um, point of reference and love, this can help. Thank you. Thank you. Gretchen from Mercer or Mesa. Please put into the light those in need of healing from loss and from grief. Let them be illuminated with wisdom as to the best way to move forward on their evolutionary path. Thank you. Thank you. We see there are many that fall into that category. Um, we sent them healing and strength. Thank you. Feature from England. Thank you to all of our beautiful friends in the higher realms for co-creating with us and helping us to manifest a beautiful new reality. I put into the love light any of my previous prayer requests that are important for the highest and greatest good. Thank you for protecting Mother Earth and for setting any negative agendas off course. Thank you. Thank you, particularly we pay attention to this last one, to set negative agendas, of course, so that the best outcome will happen for humanity. Thank you. Thank you. Alan from Keyport, New Jersey. Thank you, dear and loving friends. I am so grateful that you are choosing to allow each of us to present our requests to you to place into the love light. In some cases, the hologram and frequencies are so powerful, our hearts are filled with awe and gratitude. The world is in a turmoil, floods, fires, riots, and in general, an eruption unlike any in recent memory. My prayer is that we might accept that which is and be in the moment without violating the free will of any one on the planet. Is it true that nothing that is happening is outside the law of one? All is perfect 
and the final result will be a peaceful resolution in the highest good for all. With gratitude and love, Alan. Thank you. All the negatives and all the positives are working together and uh, seeking to... Um, to express themselves in the field of distortion, which is what creates reality. It is all working together to provide a playing field for each individual to learn his next lesson. Thank you. Thank you. Joe? from New Mexico. I see all my prayers I have ever prayed that honored the free will and highest, greatest good for all come to fruition now. I see all negative brain rewriting stop and its effects fully reversed now. I call the whole of the positively orientated universe to offer a prayer for a well-being of our beautiful Mother Earth, our human family, our flora and fauna, and all the sentient beings. So it is. Thank you. Thank you. We send it across and through the world to each and every being in the field. Thank you. Thank you. Joy T says, please arrange financial resources for me to receive healing treatment for Lyme disease at, at the Spongenual Wellness Institute in Florida. Thank you. Thank you. We take a moment. We send little triggers to all possibilities. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that's the last person on the healing list. Yes, it is. So thank you, Terry. Thank you, Wynne. Thank you, Hyde. Thank you, everybody on BBS who's listening. This is Thank trouble. you to our sources. Could you add me to the list? Hi, Joel. I can't, uh, I have neuropathy and I can't type. And I didn't have an opportunity to type anything into. I just on the uh, nothing formal. Anyone's uh, prayers are accepted and appreciated. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Joe, why don't you why don't you describe your circumstance and see if they suggest anything that might help it? Like for example, like well, the eye character. I uh, woke up and was numb from my knees down to my and my arms, my shoulders down, and have uh, peripheral neuropathy, where 
I was unable to walk. It's slowly, slowly getting better, but incredibly painful, and I'm always sleeping maybe three hours a night. I had a good night's sleep last night, but in the last month, it's absolutely torturous where you feel like your hands are in ice water and your feet are in ice water, and it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't go away. Well, you know what? If I could pose the question, would there's two products that stimulate the blood. Aside from massage, one is called a violet ray, which Edgar Casey used to recommend, and another is a new product called Iteracare, which is uh, made in Asia that sends terafrequencies in the body. And I have a friend who has one of these who had a finger. His finger was frozen for a long period of time, perhaps years. And he used this on his finger one time, and he could flex his finger. And uh, I just want to pose the question, would either or both of these products perhaps help Joel? Get the stimulus working. Um, the we, we are looking at the the frequencies. Um, uh, we're looking at different possibilities using the uh, Itonic Care. Uh, what is it called? The uh, Itera Care. I care, care, different possibilities. If somebody could bring one over and try it with you would be a, a, a good start. How about the Violet Ray? Mm, that may help in a slower pace. Mm-hmm. So, Joel, if you want to... Um contact me, I can put you in touch with my friend Roger, who has had a lot of experience with this product, the iTeraCare. Yeah, I'll um, definitely get in contact with you. My business is starting to grow, and I'm absolutely, you know, I could not be in my position right now. (laughs) I've spent years to get rid of it. No, it's just my body's a little frozen, so I will contact you. All right. All right, and I'm glad you interrupted Thank you, and got a, got a chance to say something. Yeah, we'll have a private okay. conversation. You'll understand. Okay, good. And um, on that note, I'm going to close our um, healing list. And again, if you want to get on this list for next Sunday, go to... In the light, one word, dot, intelligent, dash, infinity, dot com. And sometimes people type that in and they type in intelligence, and that's the wrong word. It's intelligent, ending in a T, dash, or hyphen, infinity, dot com. And do we have any 
closing words from our sources before we end the call. Thank you. We, from all of the outer reaches of Santa's in the hopes of great understanding and love and healing to each person on the call. Thank you very much for being with us and answering our questions and helping people that need healing. And on that note, I'm going to um, um, and, and, and special hello to everyone on BBS Radio. And remember, you're invited to to research our archives and to listen to our archives and and attend our calls on our conference call, where you can say hello. And we have five calls a week on BBS radio and also on a conference line. And another five calls just on a conference line. And attending our calls is a way of changing your whole outlook on life. And uh, we've seen it work for many people. So thank you for listening, and thank you, BBS Radio. And um, I'm going to unmute everybody. All participants are unmuted. Hey, Wynn. Hey, Wynn. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I want to recommend for Joel and for everybody, is this working as a miracle for my back pain? It's called Heal and Soothe, A-T-A-L-N-Soothe. Uh, look it up. It's an enzymatic formula. They've been using it in Germany for years. It's also got propane in it. It's got uh, bromelain, but it's got other stuff in it. Just check it out. It's not expensive. It's been a miracle for my back pain. It's just unbelievable. So look it up. It's only like, well, <laughs> I said I, I got I was subscribed to it in one, one month. I said, look, I can't afford it this month. So they cut my price down. I mean, they, they want to heal you. It's Look it up. It's amazing. That's all I got to say. But uh, it's good for you and for Terry, too. It's really something. You know, would you say the name of the product again? Okay, it's called Heal and Soothe. A-A-L-N-Soothe. S-O-O-T-H-E. And they've been using it in Germany for 60, 70 years, and it's just amazing. It comes heal. from the back pain. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it practically completely stopped my back pain, which is, uh, you know, just um, that's the only thing I'm doing for it right now, and it's it, it's like a miracle. Is it a supplement? <clears throat> yeah. Yes. It, 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 there's no drugs in it. You know, it's got, it's got, uh, it's an en- it's enzymatic uh, stuff, and, and uh, they've got Boswellia in it, bioflavonoids. <laughs> root, yucca, turmeric, alpha lipoic acid, root and devil's claw, but it's also got these enzymes in it, and that's what I think is doing the thing. But I try to eat pineapple, you know, every day, 
But also, this stuff, I, I mean, I can't recommend it. And like I say, it's not expensive. Try it. It's amazing. Listen, let me just repeat the name of it. Heal, H-E-A-L, dash, N, N, dash, S-O-O-C-H-E. Heal and and I call it systematic enzyme formula. If I get the health stuff on the Internet, you know, uh, emails, and it just popped up one day, and I had a whole thing about how they've been using it in Germany for years, I tried it, and like I say, it's it's amazing. And it's Somebody not exactly. I want to repeat that name no. again. He's he's breaking up. I couldn't get it. Eel and Soothe. Okay. Eel and Soothe. H E A L dash N dash S O O T H. They also they also have one. They also have one for joints. For joint pain. Oh, yeah. They have all kinds of stuff, but this stuff right here has literally stopped my back pain, which is amazing. Uh, one thing about that is that if you're taking a, a blood thinner, you can't take that. Oh, that's true. Well, they'll they'll let you know, you know, when you go to their site and they'll explain all this. Yeah, if you're taking a blood thinner, you don't want to take this. I've been well, I've been taking this stuff for years. Man. It's, it's it's blowing my mind how well it's working. Can can you can you get it on Amazon? Uh, I don't know. I'm just okay. You get, they say they cut you down get it right. Price. Yes. You, you yes. get it right right on their site. It's, it's called the Back Pain Institute, I think. You, yeah, it's a you can get it on Amazon, but like it's that. currently. It's currently unavailable, but you can get it on Amazon.com. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that, and we got to get off now. So, hi, okay. are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm going to play a few songs. Okay. If you're, if you're on BBS, we're going to cut off, and if you're on our phone line, hi is going to play a few songs. Let me un everybody. Let's see here if I remember how. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves.